Welcome to the Voices in Union podcast with Reggie Jackson and Maria Hamilton. Good morning, Reggie. How are you? Maria, I'm doing okay. How about yourself? I've been okay. Just kind of busy and um, just trying to stay away from people. <laughs> yeah, same here. I was just telling my wife that before she left for work this morning because I have a, a program today with the Milwaukee Brewers, and she's like, oh, are you going to be there with them? I'm like, I'm not going to be around anybody. It will be a virtual meeting. A virtual program, I'm not trying to be around anybody right now because I'm tired of people acting like the coronavirus does not exist. Right. Yeah. It's scared uh, crap out of me. I, I have a bunch of relatives down in Mississippi who are sick with the virus right now. Oh, uh, so sorry yeah, that. It, yeah, it's just, it's terrible. It's terrible how people are acting right now. It is. Damien is probably, as we speak, uh, in line to get tested because one of his co-workers at the post office tested positive and a couple of the clients on his route has tested positive uh wow. just got back monday from la but he was actually i think he was in the valley mm-hmm. so he wasn't in los angeles but he said it's bad it's yeah. bad everywhere uh, um out there and um the the airplanes were crowded yeah uh, you can't get me on an airplane i'm sorry i'm not getting on anybody's airplane i don't care about them supposedly lying and saying oh we're not going to sell the middle seats because they are Right. I don't care about you claiming you're going to make people wear masks because some idiot is not going to put a mask on. And right. you're basically rebreathing the air that everybody on that plane has. I'm not trying to put myself in that situation. Right. Uh, I don't even like getting in my car, to tell you the truth. Right. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, just... I'm sitting up here. I've been for like the last three or four days. It's like, I need to get my car plate out. Um, <laughs> I, I I mean, literally, the the carpet, the seats, everything. I had my grandkids last week, and mm-hmm. they were touching stuff at the park, and it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> you better you better grab you some rags and some Lysol and go out there and do it yourself. <laughs> I'm, I don't want it on me. So it would be better. I mean, I... I think it probably help me if I can actually just pay somebody to do it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. that's kind of where we are right now. I don't go in my back seat. I don't sit it on the passenger side. It's uh, fruit wrappers in the car, <laughs> and I refuse to move them without having gloves on. Yeah, well, that that's a sign of children being in your life, Maria. Yeah. You know, you're not going to keep a clean car as long as children are around. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I got to tell you something that that I, I read last night that was one of the saddest things I've ever read in my life. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the latest reports about 
the last moments of Breonna Taylor's life, the last moments of George Floyd's life, you know, have, have been uh, exposed to us in a way they weren't before. Uh, you know, they talked about the transcripts of um, what George Floyd was saying as he was being murdered and how he said, I can't breathe over 20 times. Yeah. And how the officer who had his knee on his neck for nearly nine minutes basically told him that, basically said that, you know, it takes a whole lot of uh, effort to, uh, to, to get air when you're talking. So basically you need to shut up is basically what he told them. Uh -huh. uh, and I mean, I, I read those, I, I just read a little bit of it and I couldn't take it anymore. And then to see, you know, what happened with Breonna Taylor in more detail, it, it's just really difficult to read those things, hear those things. And then to see these crazy white people around the country panning over Black Lives Matter murals, you know, uh, yelling at black people, running over protesters in their cars and killing people, doing all of this stuff just because we're asking for some some simple human decency, you know, just, just regular respect that human beings should all have. And people are losing their minds just because we're speaking up. It, it just, it's infuriating to me. I don't think it's because we're speaking up. I think it's because they've been promised to make America great again by their commander-in-chief. And to them, when slavery was up and running and they were the only one giving the orders and people were pleading for their life. It's like they got energy and stimulants from it. And it's, it's horrible to us, you know, because we actually see all people as just being human beings. But for you to be in a mental capacity to believe with your being that that human walking individual is something less than you is degrading. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, I don't even have the words for it because I actually just got through um, reading one of my passages and God was actually talking about freeing people from to take them to the Jordan River. Mm -hmm. And um, the reason why he did it because those people cursed him with their images and they were um, really praising things that wasn't of God that wasn't of the spirit and they perish and the people that believed in him and followed jesus they lived and they were able to uh be fruitful and multiply and they were the gifted people, they were the people of Christ. 
they continue to multiply and to live in that disarray of being less than a human 401 years later mm-hmm. and we're still looked upon i experienced something in the last three days it's like really really tearing at me um I work for a company where we build incubators and hard drives for anything that has a hard drive in it. Mm-hmm. And I have to be at work at 9.15. And at 9.15, when we go to work, it's nice and cool and comfortable to actually do your job. The second shift, because of the coronavirus, were overlapping. Mm-hmm. Do you know when these people leave at 11.15, the air conditioning is turned off at 11.30? Wow. Wow. So the graveyard shift doesn't, doesn't get any air conditioning? No. That's why they call it the graveyard shift, Maria. I used to work, you know, third shift for years. Um, first of all, I don't think anybody should be working that time of night, regardless of what circumstances are. I don't think human beings should be forced to work at that time of night. But that that just goes to show you that those of you, you and your coworkers, are being treated differently than everybody else because somebody's <laughs> trying to save some money. It's on a time of well. I, you know, at first, when, when, when my supervisor was like, because Sunday, it was like a sweatshop. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we all complained. And we have five white people that work on our third shift. Mm-hmm. The 88% are people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, different races, but of color. Um, he literally told us Monday when we came into work, well, you know, they were closed for the weekend. So they closed the doors, turned the generators and everything off at 1130 Friday night. We started Sunday night. Now, mind you, third shift has been running for one year, the month of July. And you haven't changed the timer. You started this shift in the summer. And the timer for the air condition to come on and to go off still has not been changed. We've had 14 days of 80 plus weather. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's cool outside when we take our breaks than it is in the plant. Mm-hmm. And at 2.45, it pops back on. Because <laughs> we have first shift people that actually comes in at 4 o'clock. 
Well, I can guarantee you one thing about that time of Maria. The person who has the, the, the power over controlling what time is, is, is put in that timer, mm -hmm. I guarantee you they're working first shift. Yes, sir. Right? So, you know, it's one of those who's non-confrontational, but they leave them little sticky notes all over the place <laughs> to tell us what we didn't do the prior night. But how can you expect anybody to want to make things comfortable for you when you come in when they didn't sweat it and threaten to give up their livelihood because they can't breathe? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So I, I a lot of what I'm dealing with when I come home because. I wasn't able to go to sleep yesterday or the day before until 11 a.m. Because mm -hmm. I had to get my scruples about myself and just allow whatever spirit from wherever to subside um, the disarray that I was in. But I feel the bills. I I feel abused because I'm trying to secure a financial stability for myself. So where's the independent in that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, you know that that's that's one of the challenges of of life in this country is that you know we we are promised certain things as children. And then when we become adults, we realize that those promises are not necessarily going to be fulfilled. We work like dogs for many, many years. You know, I know people that are in their 70s that are still working. Why are you still working and you're in your 70s? I didn't even know people in their 80s that still work. I mean, some of them, they work because they just love working. But many of them, they're working because, man, they still have all of these ridiculous bills to pay. Right. And, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense that we're in a situation with this economic crisis that is going to really show itself over the next couple of years. We haven't really even seen the real true impact of this economic crisis because of COVID-19. Absolutely. Because, you know, because we're still just living our lives and doing what we do. But the number of people that that are unemployed, that are underemployed. The struggles that people have, you know, now they're talking about the next round of uh, assistance for unemployment will be loans instead of unemployment. Like, are yeah. you kidding me? You're going to loan me some money and I have to pay you back because I'm unemployed? Are you kidding me? I mean, right. that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of in my life. But these are the types of just ridiculous, idiotic things that people propose because they know it's not impacting them. Right. And I see that the Republican Party actually came together yesterday and kind of threw that together. And then they said it'll be October before all these hundreds of thousand people can actually get on their feet. But they're on the street. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People have lost their homes. Mm -hmm. Their houses are foreclosing. Um... They can't leave their kids alone. They can't go to work. 
I know people that had to quit their jobs. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're, for them, having kids at home, nowhere for their kids to go, they quit their job. They're not getting unemployment. The houses foreclosed. We energies is due. They're, they're sitting in, in lines for hours to get food. Mm-hmm. And our president is saying he's cutting fundings because people will not send their kids back to school. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I, I think about that statement about cutting the funding to schools and it's like dude first of all the funding for schools sucks in the first place it's not nearly right, right, right. To begin with it ain't gonna be this and for you to now threaten to cut funding even more because people are smart enough to realize that having schools open is stupid to begin with uh you know being a former teacher Listen, I tell people all the time that when I was a teacher, one of the things that I, I, I noticed about myself is I used to get sick a lot when I first started teaching. But mm-hmm. my immune system got way stronger because I was around germy kids all the time, right? Right. And eventually it was like really hard for me to get sick because my immune system was so strong. So for people to, to think that somehow it's going to be a safe environment for teachers and, and, and children to be around other children, they're germ factories. It's the nature of being a child. You're a germ factory. And people don't want to expose themselves to this virus. But they have they have kids at home. Right. They have they have grandparents. They mm-hmm. have parents. Yep. Yep. And who wants to bring that virus back home? Right. Uh, I mean, that, some that, of my family members in Mississippi, that, that's how that's how the virus is spread through yes. one particular yes. group. It's seven people that live in a house. Six of them have the virus now. Yes. They live, they live together. And, you yes. know, probably one person brought it in and it spread to everybody else. So it, it's going to be really ugly, I think. Uh, regardless of what they do with the schools, Maria, in the fall, whether it's be whether it be in-person schooling, online schooling, whatever, we've already seen across the country, and I mean here in Milwaukee in particular, that the online so-called virtual schooling is not working. Right. Guess what? If you don't have the internet, if you don't have a computer, or if you have three kids and you have one computer. It, it just doesn't it doesn't it make any sense. Work. I think one of the things we're going to realize, and I used to say this when I was a teacher, kids are in school way too long. There's way too many hours in the day that kids are sitting in school. There's no reason they have to be at school for seven and a half, eight hours a day. It's too long. They can learn just as much in half that time, in my opinion, because a lot of the time that they're spending in school, they're not really doing any real learning. I mean, they they're walking back and forth in the hallway from room to room, and they're, you know, they're doing a lot of stuff that really makes doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I know that there are, are school systems in different parts of Europe where the kids don't start school until much later than kids here, right. and they're doing way better. So I think there are a lot of. Things I, I think they're what five hour five hour days or five hours every other day or yeah. 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 And, you know, part of the, the, the reason that we keep kids in school all day here is because daycare is so darn expensive. So if the kids only want, say, four or five hours a day, who's going to watch them for the rest of the day? The parents don't have the money to pay for that. 
I right. mean, the amount of money that you have to pay for someone to watch their children. It's not like the old days where, you know, uh, the moms were forced to stay at home, right? Right. You know, a lot of women are working now. You don't have the extended family there, you know, to, right. to, to, to watch the children when you're at work. So we're living in a space where, you know, the rules don't apply in a way that makes it fair to everybody. And I feel it's really bad for kids. Tear <laughs> families apart to mm -hmm. not have structure. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really, you know, I, I think back to some of the students that I work with and some of the struggles they were having, uh, you know, with their families being very mobile, you know, just as you said, people being evicted, foreclosed on. You know, I just talked to a friend of mine yesterday, a guy I've known since I was, you know, 12, 13 years old, and he and his wife uh, are renters, right? They've been renting from the same man for a long time. Well, guess what? The man decided to sell the house. Mm. They have to move out. Yeah. They didn't do anything wrong, but they have to move oh. out. So he's calling me, asking me if I know anybody that has a place for rent. And he's considering moving out to Madison or to Arizona. I mean, he's really like, he doesn't know what to do. Because, right. you know, at the end of this month, they have to get out of this house that they've been living in for years. Mm. So, you know, it's just, it, it's just such a sad sad situation that people are dealing with from an economic standpoint and nobody's really talking about it in depth right uh nobody is telling those stories i have a young lady that works with me but she also works 10 hours five days a week at amazon mm. and we were literally talking she's like i'm considering moving and I'm telling y'all because I build the relationship with you all, but I would never even think of think about right now in the, in the present times having a relationship, starting a family. She was like, I can't even imagine it. So she was talking about going to Seattle, and and, and I told her. Have you researched it? She was like, I just want to get so far away from the Midwest <laughs> so I can begin to build a life. She was like, I'm struggling and it's just me. So I couldn't even phantom with the people that work with us working two jobs and have three and four kids, what they're going through right now. She mm. sounds scared to death. Mm. She's like, but I want to leave here. Wow. Wow. So, you know that, so, that. She can, so she can find somebody to have a relationship with so she can have kids before she turned 35. Mm. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a difficult time for for a lot of people, you know, this this transition that we're going through as a nation, really as a world. Uh, but the saddest part about it though, Maria, this is just the beginning. This is just the tip of the iceberg. It's gonna get so much worse for so many more people because there's nothing that we're doing as a nation that is going to slow down the coronavirus. You know, right. we had the stay at home orders 
people whined and complained forever. Oh, I have to stay at home for 30 days. Oh my goodness, I can't take it. Oh, I need to go to the bar and get drunk, blah, blah, blah. You can get drunk at home, buddy. Right. Last time I checked, the liquor stores in Wisconsin were still open. So Boom. all of this whining that people- They're are booming. <laughs> yeah, and, and so, you know, they, they, they forced, you know, reopening early in so many different states. And we're seeing the consequences of it now with the virus spreading, you know, hospitals are being overwhelmed. You know, this is the thing I've been telling people about the coronavirus. So we, we concentrate all of our talk about people dying. We don't even talk about all the people that are, are hospitalized right now that are literally laying in a hospital bed and they're running out of hospital beds. Like in Houston, they, they actually have adults in the children's hospital in Houston because they're running out of beds everywhere else. Right. And, and maybe people, they're asking for... Uh, nurses and doctors deciding on to come there but what nobody is talking about we got nurses and doctors that have died from the beginning mm -hmm. of the coronavirus yep at least 500 report that came out at least 500 healthcare yes. workers died and yes know, nobody wants to talk about it you haven't heard about it. Yeah, not only the people that are dying, Maria, but the people that are getting like really, really sick afterwards. Right. That have, you know, brain damage in yes. some people, people that have permanent lung damage, other organs, you know, blood clots. I mean, it's all yes. kinds of complications. This, whatever this syndrome is that's affecting it's children. not recovery. And they're trying to say that all these people didn't recover. These people have not recovered. Mm -hmm. What they're calling recovery is that you don't have the virus in your body anymore. That's not recovery. When you're still struggling but to breathe. But body ain't working the same way it was before. Yeah. It's a friend of mine that had the coronavirus and was sick for well over a month, a month and a half, he said. And he has been cleared of the virus since really the end of April. Uh -huh. He said he still has trouble just walking up the stairs in his house. He's like out of breath halfway up the stairs in his house. And he says, I think this is going to be like permanent for me oh. because it just, it doesn't seem to be getting any better. Um, and those Anything are the types of that gets in your blood. Is it going anywhere? Yeah. Because you need your blood to actually live. So if it's in your, if it has gotten into your bloodstream, the only way that that is actually going to leave, all your blood got to be drained out of your body. Well, we know that that's not going to happen unless you right, right, Dracula. Right. Unless Dracula right. comes in your house at night or something. Yes. That's not going to happen, right? Right. So, so that means you got to live with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's you know, it's sad. I, I look at people and I'm like, what's wrong? I'm seeing this. What? I mean, do I have some super human powers like they actually say we do? Do I have those? Because I clearly see it. And all y'all want to know, I want to go to the beer garden. <laughs> I want to go to the beach. <laughs> I want to meet 16 members of my family at the beach. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And wallow in the sand and in the water mm-hmm. and take my children back home. And did you guys have a good time? Yes, that's what I did it for. Yeah. And for the next 90 days, you may be burying one. You have to deal with the coughing to try to take care of. You're calling off work. Well, you know, these are the things that people don't like to talk about because everybody in America is so accustomed to being comfortable. You know, I, I say that we are the most spoiled of the spoiled in the world. And we we can't we can't live with some discomfort to save ourselves. We are we are so incredibly insensitive to what's happening around us that we would you know we, we got to go to the beach. We got to have this you know this 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 big party uh, for the Fourth of July. We have to enjoy ourselves. We have to enjoy our so-called freedoms. Well, you know, I always say that with freedoms come come consequences. There are consequences to your freedoms. Anything free. Yeah. And and unfortunately, the consequences for many are for other people, not ourselves. Right. We're suffering the consequences of somebody else's so-called freedom. Right. And that's why, as we said earlier, Maria, this is why I stay at home. I very rarely get out because I'm afraid of, of, of what people are doing to themselves and what they may do to me. I do. And, and you know, it's really kind of crazy for me because I see mentally ill people struggling and not being cared for. And that's where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? That's, that has been my focus in my recovery to actually use myself and what I actually live through to help others. And they're not approachable right now for me. So I see and I hear, and it's like all I could do is advise, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not doing the work that I feel that God wanted me to be that vessel to to go beyond. I'm not doing the beyond because I want to be able to be in the beyond once once they get some kind of control over this virus. And you want to be positive, you know what I'm saying? But you can clearly see that those steps aren't being taken on nobody's behalf. Literally across this country. And um, we just have to be prayerful and hope that we're not that number and our loved ones continue to stay safe. And... um, one moment at a time, pretty much. Yeah, you know, that that's kind of my philosophy in life. I'm trying to live life, you know, hour to hour now. Um, and ultimately, you know, we will continue to struggle as we always have. Yeah. We'll continue to fight as we always have. 
And, you know, by the time we, we meet to talk next week, Maria, who knows what's going to happen, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that, that's one of the amazing things is that, you know, things happen so fast uh, that we always have something to talk about, Maria. Right. And I talked with the young lady. She was like, what do we do next? I said, look at what's going on in the United States like this. It's a bowl of tricks. <laughs> and you have art, and you have all these colors, and you have all of these things happening, and you have all of these people arguing, and you want to know if you're going to pour milk on it or you're going to eat it dry. <laughs> what is safe for you? <laughs> have to do what's safe for you. Sometimes right. it's okay to eat that dry cereal. So you're stuck crap <laughs> up. Well, I, I, I think that's a, a, perfect, <laughs> end, a perfect ending to, to this conversation because I'm about to eat some cereal myself <laughs> with some milk. Right, right, right. But I hope that you are safe. And you know something, we're laughing now, and me and her laugh, but it uplifted her spirits, and that's the whole purpose of us having this conversation is to help people. Yeah. Just because you're not doing it right now don't mean that it won't get done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So be safe. You yeah. and the family. Until uh, next time we see each other, Maria. Take care of yourself. Absolutely. You too. All right. All right. Have a good day. Yeah, I will try my best. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.